This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is now six minutes before four o'clock and still staying with this conversation about looking into the courts. Today, Judge Davi Foray, uh, the High Court in Pretoria, granted Section 27's application for leave to appeal in the South African Council of Educators case, which concerns the actions of two violent educators who employed corporal punishment in the classrooms in 2015 as well as 2019. After the cases were dealt with, both teachers were fined 15,000 rand, but only paid 5,000 rand each because 10,000, uh, the 10,000 rand of the fines were suspended. Uh, they also received another suspended sentence of having their names struck off the role of educators for 10 years. Hence, Section 27 wants the Supreme Court of Appeal to order the SACE to review these sentences so that these violent teachers are no longer allowed to teach after being found guilty of corporal punishment. I guess this is one of those stories that really just um, wakes a lot of our listeners up because some believe that corporal punishment should remain. But let's speak to Julia Chuckelson, who's joining us on the line, Research Advocacy Officer at Section 27. Julia, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. So there was a sentencing that was handed down, but why is it not enough? Thanks very much, Aldrin, and good afternoon to your listeners. What we in Section 27 believe is that the South African Council of Educators needs to hold teachers accountable for perpetuating violence inside the classroom. And we know that the conditions of teachers are very challenging, Nonetheless, we do have obligations and responsibilities to take care of children and to promote and protect their rights. So the the sentences involved included suspended sentences. So the teachers are back in the classroom. It's kind of amounted to what we believe is a slap on the wrist as part of a much broader problem of, of, of not holding teachers accountable for seriously injuring learners and violating their rights in the classroom. In the cases that we, the parents that we represent, their children were beaten so hard by by teachers that in one case, um, a learner was beaten so hard that she bled internally from the ear. In another case, a learner was beaten with a PVC PVC pipe and had to miss so much school um, to recover from the injuries that she had to repeat a grade. Now, these, these are very extreme forms of corporal punishment, extreme forms of classroom discipline. And what we as Section 27 are saying is that these teachers need to be held accountable and in future there needs to be a stronger precedent set to enforce the corporal punishment ban in classrooms. So at what point is it just corporal punishment and what point does it become violence? I mean, that's a very good question, Aldrin, and I'm sure that the listeners all have kind of different understandings of this. But according to the law, corporal punishment is any form of physical or even psychological um, kind of mistreatment of a child. And in these these cases are very extreme, but I think the kind of more commonplace examples are, are, are very common. Many of us grew up, you know, getting hidings from teachers um, and, and, you know, it's, it's considered normal. But what we at Section 27 believe and, and what our clients at the Center for Child Law and the parents who we represent is that these kind of continuing corporal punishment in classrooms only... Uh, perpetuate the violence which characterize many South African communities. And while, you know, kind of stronger sentences for teachers who commit corporal punishment is, is part of the solution, in our opinion, there also needs to be kind of better training and sensitization of teachers 
around alternative forms of discipline, supporting teachers with training, with anger, anger management programs. This is just kind of one part of the process. But what we're saying is that government needs to equip teachers better to handle the classroom without resorting to violence. So, sorry, Julia, just quickly, on that case of the one learner who um, started bleeding internally, was that case treated as a corporal punishment um, and also a case of a teacher who has transgressed the conduct of teachers or was it treated as a, GB, a, a GBH, yeah, a grievous bodily harm assault case? So I, I can't go into too much detail about what, what, what happened to the child and, and what steps were taken, but there are kind of parallel processes here, Aldrin. Um, the South African Council of Educators, as the custodian of the teaching profession, has an obligation to hold teachers accountable, and, and they have a professional code of ethics. So that teacher, in addition to, as you say, grievous bodily harm on, on the part of the child, in addition to what was fundamentally and something that we've argued in court, an assault, um, also breached the kind of professional ethics of educators. And that's the kind of route that we're going down in, in this case, um, because SAFE has done very little to actually hold that teacher accountable and to make sure that that teacher is equipped um, to, to, to handle anger, to handle discipline differently. Um, and ultimately, you know, these, both of the teachers involved, um, the, the, the sentence of having their name struck off the educator's role was suspended. So these educators are in classrooms and will be in classrooms unless something bad happens again. And what we're saying in Section 27 is that if somebody has a history of violence to, to children, they should not be in an environment uh, with children and they should not be in the classroom any longer. Thank you so much for your time. That is Julia Chuckelson, who is a research advocacy officer at Section 27. It's four o'clock, time for the news.